Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is 1 p.m. here in Crystal Lake, Illinois. That means it's time for another live stream. Today is Monday, February. Wait, today's Monday? No, today's. Yeah, today's Monday, February 27th, 2023. I leave tomorrow, February 28th. So to the reason I mean, I've been so confused over the dates. I think I'm fine on time zones, but I'm all kind of like spun around. But I do know that tomorrow I'm leaving for Tokyo in the morning. So today will be the last live stream of the week, probably until next because I think I get back on a Tuesday. So maybe we'll have one next Wednesday or at least next Thursday. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm leaving for Tokyo tomorrow. I feel like I'm ready. I also feel like I have like a million things I got to get done before I go. So I'm just feeling a little bit all around flustered. But for the next hour anyway, things will calm down because I'm here with you guys in the live stream. And everyone listening on the podcast on the audio only version, hopefully you're having a good run out there today. Hopefully it's not raining and hopefully you're not in that crazy snowstorm that hit like the West Coast. So hopefully you guys are doing okay. Everyone watching those on YouTube after the fact, maybe you just came in from a run during that snowstorm or after the snowstorm, or maybe you've been shoveling snow. I saw a clip from uh, Mammoth Lakes. They just got snow piled up so high, like taller than a human high. And it's just absolutely ridiculous. So maybe you got your run in on some plowed and cleared roads. And now you're here to watch this video. Let's see uh, who we got here in the live stream. We've got Frank who says there's seven weeks until Boston. Yeah, I know. I got both of those on my calendar for this year. And uh, I'm excited for both, but like I'm like I'm narrowly focused in on uh, on Tokyo for right now. Um, Frank says CJ Albertson is training like he thinks is going to be a hot one. He keeps doing these things where he goes in the sauna and then runs repeat several times. Yeah, I I don't know. Like sometimes I feel like CJ Albertson's got it figured out, and other times I'm like he's he's gone on the record saying like he's a huge fan of like Joe Rogan. So he's probably also like using red light on his testicles and stuff like that. Cause that's, I feel like what those guys do. Uh, I, I didn't make that up by the way. That's like red light therapy is like a thing that's like popular among some people. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I like CJ though. I think he's a nice guy, but I also think he's like a young dude and likes a lot of things that young dudes tend to like. Eliza says, hi, co-fam. Hope everyone had a good weekend. It was freezing here, negative degrees Fahrenheit, and even with two shirts and a winter running jacket on, I had issues being cold. Well, you're inside now. Hopefully, it's going to warm up. And uh, Eliza says, Boston is getting a nice snowstorm tomorrow, and CJ needs to bleep. And the groundhog. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I thought, like, this year, like, they were, like there was an analysis on how wrong the groundhogs are. They did, they did the two different groundhogs. One is Punxsutawney Phil. Another one is the one in Woodstock, Illinois, which is the town that Groundhog Day was filmed in, I think, if, I'm, if I got my history correct. And both of them have like a 40% accuracy rate. So like they'd better be, they'd be better off statistically if they just guessed every year, which is pretty much what I got. Like the groundhog doesn't actually know. So it's like, um, but they do say that like the Farmer's Almanac has a much higher success rate. And this year, the Farmer's Almanac predicted early or regular spring, whereas all the groundhogs predicted extra winter. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what we get. Um, Martha says, believe it or not, we're getting some snow tonight in Tecate, Mexico, near San Diego, but a little higher in the elevation at 1,700 feet. It's been cold here for wh where it is. Oh, man. Whoa. Hopefully you guys 
still have a pretty nice. I mean, I feel like even when it's cold in that part of the world, it's still pretty nice, right? <laughs> Sean thinks it's going to be hot at Boston this year. Winter's been crazy mild and warm, and betting on an April that feels more like June. Hmm, interesting. Nice. Frank wants to know what's the weather supposed to be like for Tokyo. Uh, so far, I mean, I, th I think it looks perfect. Yesterday, the weather showed that it might rain in the evening, but not during the day. But the temperatures are supposed to be um, low for uh, mid forties at the start and uh, mid fifties by the finish. And the race time starts at nine a.m. Nine ten is the race start time. So um, yeah, I mean. The sun will have been up for a little while, have the chance to kind of warm everything up. Mid 40s should be really, really nice. So ultimately perfect like racing weather. There was going to be uh, like up to 10 mile per hour winds with some gusts maybe. So that looked a little bit um, daunting, but with rain projected in the forecast in the evening, that means it's probably going to be overcast. And then today and all the days before today, it's now just projected as being just kind of cloudy all day, but similar temperatures and the wind projection is going down. So I think, I think it's going to be a good weather day. So like, hopefully that holds and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready, ready, ready. Um, yeah. Mm. All right. Let's scroll, scroll down a little bit further. Um, Affluent Journey says he had a PR. Awesome. We haven't rang this bell in a long time. <laughs> this is VR of 137 at the Lauderdale half, second overall at the Swamp 30K after being five minutes behind at mile 15. Passed the leader with 0.5 to go. Passed me back and won by 19 seconds. Whoa, that's a nail biter. But good job, AJ. That's pretty cool. Uh, Frank wants to know who's in the elite field for Tokyo? I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I have not been paying attention to it very much at all. I don't know who's going over there. I'll have to look that up. JC's here. He says, hello, friends. Mark Chancogo is here. He says, happy Monday, co-crew. And Tim Sue also says, happy Monday, everyone. You know, what's going on, everybody? Runner Wilson's in the men's field. There's Lemma, Coach, Kotut, Kisa, Gilmisa, Kipruto, Esa, Abate, El Arabe, and Levens. Oh, okay. The name that I, Coach and El Arabe are names that I know, like, other than that, I'm not sure I know who they are. Kipruto is a popular name, though, isn't it? So, like, I'm not sure it's the person I'm thinking of. But, okay, there we go. El Mohamed El Arabe has been running well. I just saw him run in um, in Houston. He ran, like, a 61 in Houston? Like, a 60? No, he ran, like, on, he ran like a 60-something in Houston. I think he came in ahead of Cheserek in Houston. Maybe fourth or fifth for the half marathon. So I mean, he's in he's in good shape. Uh, Calvin Huang says, "Happy Monday!" Broke out the Primex Strongs on their maiden voyage on my long run, and they may be they may very well be the best long run driver running, beating out the OG Alpha Fly. It's a fun. I haven't run in the Strong, but uh, the Primex. I'm a, I'm just such a huge fan. There, uh, there it is, right there on the wall. Uh, I'm just a, such a huge fan of that shoe. I'm and I'm. It always makes me happy when other people like it. <laughs> Um, and it says, hi, Kofuzi and everybody just about to do a 5K on, on the water rower. Oh, awesome. Cool. You know, and as I just finished reading uh, the or listening to the audiobook Boys in the Boat, it's about it's about rowing. Um, it's the book for the book club for Relay. 
So I think at the end of March, that's the book that they'll be discussing. So I've been reading it. It was a longer book, but it was really good. Um, They say like, it's not a book about running, but a lot of runners tend to like it. And I'm like, yeah, this was good. This was really good. It was about 1936 rowing team. And uh, yeah, so that's like, (laughs) that's like the only thing about rowing that I can say when you talk about rowing, but yeah. Uh, Tim Sue says, it's been a while since I caught a live stream, live stream but I got to go. Co all the best in Tokyo. I got a half marathon this Sunday, and we'll be listening to the rest of this live stream then. Cheers. Oh, awesome. Well, hopefully you're doing well on the half marathon, Tim. Brandon said, what's up? I'm waiting for this wind tonight down before I go out for 6.5 tonight. I had to wait a little bit because it rained so hard this morning here in Crystal Lake. Like, it didn't wake me up, but when I my, my when my alarm went off, like, I could hear it. It was like hit. I was like slamming the house. It was coming down real hard. And I'm like, oh, I think I'm going to have to do this last workout on the treadmill today, which I didn't really want to do. Um, but then like I waited long enough for the, the rain to kind of die down. But I still had to run in the rain today. But I was like, well, in case it does rain in Tokyo for the marathon, I'm like I'm set. Not that I haven't run in rain before, but I just feel like, you know, I refreshed my familiarity familiarity with it. Ryan's here. He says, oh, hey, there y'all. I run on beer. Welcome. Um, all right, Tony, Tony Macias about red light therapy. He says, LOL, I do red light every once in a while, but only because it's usually part of the spa day package I do with my fiance. That, that's okay. That's okay. I'm not, say, I'm not saying it's silly to do it, but <laughs> that's funny that you're doing it, Tony. Does it help? Does it help? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, Aaron, Aaron's basement says, I don't know if I said that name, name right, but in the United States, that last name looks like basement. Once in a, if I watched the Publix Atlanta Marathon stream, Allie was on it. You know what? I had no idea that was going on this weekend. And then like all of a sudden, I'm like, oh man, I should have been in Atlanta. Or I wished I could have been in Atlanta this weekend. And I was like, I wish I would have been invited to go to Atlanta this weekend. Because it was like, first I saw all of Drew Whitcomb's stuff, and he ran a he ran a half marathon. I was like, that's cool. And then I was like, then I started seeing stuff from Ali Feller. Then I started seeing stuff from Kish Chavez, and then I started seeing stuff um, from Carrie Tollefson, and then I started seeing stuff from uh, Muriel Desir. So I was like, I was like, what? What? How, how did all these people get to the same place? I'm like, what are they all doing there? I'm like, oh, they're working on the, um, they're all doing the half, their half marathon or marathon. I'm like, oh, they're working. That looks like fun. So it looked like a lot of fun. I haven't seen any of the race though. We'll see. Mm. All right, let me scroll scroll down because I'm way behind you guys on the on the on the chat. Um, Aaron says, uh, come next year. Atlanta Run Club would invite you. Um, we'll see. So for next year, I don't know what's going to happen next year. Hmm. Next year, I would like to run. See, I'm running. So I'm running Tokyo this year. Hopefully it goes well. Um, and then I'm thinking like, cause like, for, for, I mean, you wouldn't think it, but like March and February, it's like a really congested time for racing. I've, I've been looking at Black Canyon for a couple of years. I'd really like to do that race. That's right around this time of year. And then everyone went to Seville, it seemed like. At least all like the the British and the UK 
or the British and the European YouTubers all went to Seville. And so I'm like, well, I want to do that race. It looks like flat, flat and fast right around this time of year. That looks nice. I want to do that. So like, oh man. And then so, and then like Paris marathons also this time of year. So I'm like, I don't know. Like there's a lot of stuff I want to do. Who knew that like March is so congested of a time. Uh -huh. All right, T Tony Messias gives some information about the red, the red light therapy. He says, I don't know. It helps. I don't know if it helps, but we did do it on a Friday for our Sunday race. PR for me at the Venture Half as well. Awesome. 77.54 at the age of 41. Good enough for third in the age group. Yeah! No, that's not, this is the one that I wanted. Yay. Although both of them work. Both, both sound effects work. We could do this one too. It's, it's very celebratory. I like that one. Um, but 77.54, nice work, man. I don't, I, I, <laughs> I'm not going to start doing the red light therapy. <laughs> I just don't, I don't know. I would giggle too much. Um, JC says, Co, I'd like to see a Kit Kat tasting review with all the unusual flavors in Japan. I've done all that before because like uh, one time... I mean, I don't, I don't know that any of them would be a surprise. I've eaten a bunch of different flavors. So like one time I took all my employees down to the H Mart. And there's one in the loop. I'm not really in the loop. It's kind of South Loop. It used to be a Staples and now it's an H Mart. And uh, there they have like a giant candy aisle. And we bought all the flavors of Kit Kat for the office. So like we, we I've gone through it. That's pretty fun. A lot of them are just weird. You know, I just feel like... Uh, I mean, I haven't been, it's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly what to expect there. Cause I haven't been to, I've been to Korea before a couple of times. And uh, the last time I was my daughter's age, the last time I went, if I remember correctly. And, um, you know, and also like, you know, I've get a lot of that Korean stuff is now in the United States. And so like, um, anytime there's something that might be sweet, it could be sweet. It could taste like potpourri. You just never know with like Asian stuff. And so it's just like, you got to be careful. You got to give it a sniff first before you eat anything. And it's just not that like interesting to me anymore. Cause I've just been disappointed by what I think should be a sweet so many times that I'm just like, I don't like this game, <laughs> but if there's something weird, um, I'll definitely eat it. I I'm looking forward like, I don't know, like I'm going to be compulsive. Like if I see a vending machine, I'm going to get something out of it. If it's just beverages, maybe not. Unless there's one that has like hot coffee in a can, like weird stuff like that, then I'm going to stop and do it. Or if I get like a weird sandwich or something out of a vending machine, then I'm going to try it, you know? So like, yeah, they're, they're I mean, I'm not going to have a problem carb loading. The problem is be like all the other stuff that comes with the carbs that I'm going to eat. So we'll, we'll have to see. <laughs> um... Orlando wants to know, how do you think about math training now? Did it help you or are you skeptical now? I mean, I still run my low heart rate, all my easy runs and my recovery paces are my, my math number now, which now is 143. Um, so it's used to be 145 and now it's 143. But I do a lot of race specific training, which I do think that Maffetone really, really isn't like a, a training. I mean, he helped. What's his name? Scott? David? David Scott? But I also feel like, you know, he's very vague on like how to get become race specifically trained. Um, and I 
think that he would be pretty okay with like the way that I'm training now, which is very race specific. I do a lot of marathon type of work, which is a lot of threshold work, a lot of mar long runs with marathon effort miles in them. And then every once in a while, VO2 max level work. But I think for the vast majority of my miles, it's at marathon pace or much low, not much lower, but lower. So like my easy runs are typically, I don't know. I don't have an, I don't haven't looked at it in a long time. I don't even look at the numbers anymore, but it's in like the one thirties is my heart rate for most of my runs, like mid to high one thirties, maybe low one forties. So that's still what I do. I just don't do the math test, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I never really fully like dove in, like, I guess with both feet in terms of Maffetone. Cause like, I think, like a purist would say like, and you also have to change your diet a lot too. And I just didn't change my diet that much. I do sleep more than I used to before I did Maffetone training. So like overall, like I, it depends on like how strict you are, but I think that I still follow a low heart rate running regimen. And it says, did you see Alio is now sponsored by normal? Great news. Yeah, I did see that. And I saw her video about it, which was really nice. Um, and I think we talked about it the other day. And it, like, does, I, mean, I saw, you know, I never looked up. Normal doesn't make road shoes, though, do they? They only make trail shoes. So does that mean, I wonder if that means, like, if she's going to do a steeplechase, is she going to be in, like, does she get to wear whatever, like, you know, normal, I don't get the sense that normal is ever going to make a track spike. So if she ever has to spike up, she gets to wear whatever she wants. You know, is that how it works? Or if she's going to do, like, a road marathon? I don't think they make road marathon shoes, you know? So I don't know. So that, that, that'll that be interesting to see. Uh, Dan Johnson says, though, it's a tough time of year to be training for a fast race when you live in Chicago, isn't it? It is if you're not a cold weather runner, but I am a cold weather runner. I like running in the snow. It was a little bit harder this year because normally living in Chicago, the lakefront path is plowed and salted all year round. So like there are sometimes some icy spots, you know, and then around the Oak Street curve where they lost that salt truck, they've just given up from like Oak Street down to like Navy Pier. So that part doesn't ever get plowed and salted anymore. But like if you're south of that or north of that, you can run a whole bunch. So like, you know, it, it's been, it, it's easy there. And then even out here, you know, I don't really like to run on the roads that much out here, but I found some kind of like back roads that does have a quite a bit of elevation change through it too, that I've also been using as, even though I don't like to run on hills, I've been running the hills. Um, so, and that road tends to get plowed pretty well, better than the roads in my subdivision. So I've been using that. And so like it stinks, but I also have a treadmill now too. So between like those, like finding a couple of alternate routes and, uh, and the treadmill, it's been, it's been good. And I, 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 just, I like running in the winter. So, because a lot of my runs are easy so as long as i stay warm enough you know i don't care like how fast i'm going so it's just so yeah that that's I, I, it is hard for a lot of people but i i like it i like it uh frank says that uh, nick bester tim gross and ben parks were all in seville tim gross was the only one who got his time ben dnf yeah you know i didn't finish watching that video it came on i turned i, I started watching it yesterday then I was working and I was like, I got to focus on what I'm doing. I'm not paying attention to this video. Um, yeah. And Tim, he like, 
uh was that his wife that was on on the camera i don't think she knew like chip time versus gun gun time <laughs> she, was, she was like oh bummer and he's like oh wait what time did you come in at because she thought it was because he came in clock time like 3 15 and he was shooting for sub three so that was pretty fun Mm. Amidata Dicochea says, I did the Ventura half marathon yesterday. First race in the Audi Sport 3. Fun shoe. Shaved three minutes off compared to last year. Awesome. Not a marathon shoe for me. Bleeding on the big toe. Oh boy, that is not great. Um, hopefully, your big toe is okay. Um, but, you know, I think like a lot of people did Ventura yesterday. Um, I just, it just kept popping up in my feet. I know my friend Ashley Mateo did it. I think she did the half. Uh, Trong Nguyen, my friend, uh, who I've met a couple of times. I think he ran the full. He keeps bouncing back between like training for a marathon and training for 100-mile races and stuff. So I think he's like, ah, I didn't get the sub three I wanted, but time for me to train for an ultra. I'm like, okay, dude. Wow. Um, but yeah, he's a machine. And then, uh, and now you're coming in with three minutes off of your time from last year. That's great. Well done. Yeah, I like that sound. Very good. <laughs> all right, Mark Chancoco has an important question. Will you go to that super busy intersection that sits, that's in all the movies like Tokyo Drift? Uh, I think so. So I think our hotel is going to be in Shujuku. That intersection is in Shibuya? Or is it in Shinjuku? I think it's not that far from where we're going to be. I actually think it's we're pretty close to it. I think it's in Shinjuku. So I think that's, that's so I think that's where we're going to be. So we're definitely going to be there. The like um, the temptation that I'm going to have to avoid is to make like avoid making reels that are just Tokyo Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift sounds. Here's the thing though, I love the movie Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, and like I for a long time I've said that like. The first one is great. The Miami one is garbage. Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift is amazingly good. And the rest are all kind of like, you know, they're movies. They're fine. Right? But like, I am a huge fan of the Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. The fact that it's like one of the kids that was in Home Improvement is the bad guy in the beginning sequence of the movie. Just And he's like a, the perfect, like, enemy to have in the beginning. Just like, I, that's fantastic. And then, like, I don't know. Then he's drifting with like an old Mustang at the end, which like really doesn't make a lot of sense. But like, it's awesome. It's such a good movie. <laughs> um, but like, here's the thing. So like, um, so I do want to go, go to that intersection to, to answer your question. Um, and I do think I'll have time to do a little bit of touristy stuff. And um, I mean, maybe maybe I can convince someone to come with me on the trip to do it. So that way someone can film me like running across the street. Um, and the, and so like, I don't know if I try to do it like a normal person or if I try to hop across like elf, you know how he like hops across the street. Um, I don't know. Like I'm going to be silly about it, but the other thing is, so I'm getting ready for this flight. My flight is a direct flight, which is great, but it's 13 hours and change. And so I'm like, how, what am I going to do for 13 hours on an airplane? So I've bought like a Tokyo trap, like a old, like a physical travel guidebook. Like I'm like, I don't even know if they still make these anymore. And I'm like, where do I even buy books anymore? So I like to have like Google, like, oh, there's a Barnes and Noble in town. All right. So I'll go to Barnes and Noble and I bought like a Tokyo guidebook. So I got that. And then I downloaded a bunch of stuff. 
so and I'm gonna be like this absolute cliche on the airplane going over there because I'm like I'm gonna have like a Tokyo guidebook open. I just signed up for YouTube Premium so I could download some YouTube travel videos, uh, and then also I'm downloaded like a couple of seasons of Naruto <laughs> on Netflix. So, <laughs> so I'm just gonna be like, you know, like all right, Japan culture me up. I downloaded like a Netflix on like samurai cult, like the a history of the samurai from Netflix as well. So like. I don't know. Either I'm going to get through all of that and be like, I'm ready for Japan or I'm going to not look at any of it. And I'll be like, Oh man, how do I say like, where's the bathroom? <laughs> no idea how I'm going to arrive in Tokyo, but I'm super excited about it. <laughs> uh, all right. Now I've been around a long time. So I'm going to scroll down a little bit more. Uh, Calvin says you need compression gear for the plane. Should I? I mean, I have a, I have a window seat. I think I did get into economy plus or whatever it is, but above economy for Germany, I had an economy seat, man, that was tight. That was an eight hour flight though. That's going to be like nothing compared to 13 hours. And so, um, <laughs> look at this. <laughs> I just says, you got to run Naruto style across your booyah. <laughs> the, I mean, how many people? There's probably people that do that all the time. Like if I did that, they're probably I'd probably bump into another tourist doing the same thing. Oh shoot! I just I was like, you know, sticking the arms out and running across as fast as you can. <laughs> all right, uh, there we go. Um, yeah, Aaron's is also saying like I got to do the new run. <laughs> uh, and Mark Chang is it Wabaki? Yeah, like I don't know what wabaki means, but it sounds like it means you take them off outside. Wabaki. Wabaki. Jason Dell says, watch all the Fast and Furious movies on the flight. Do you think I could get through them all in one flight? I think I can. There's 10, right? Does the Dobbs and Shaw, Hobbs and Shaw one count? I think it does. I like that one. Alex says, 13 hours isn't enough for all of Naruto. Is there that much of it? I had no idea. Nicholas Holland says, if you want Japan culture and like anime, watch Demon Slayer. Good concept, not too many episodes. I love it. You know, I think I started watching that one. Is that the one where their mouth is covered? Um, I started watching that one. I think my daughter, so one of my daughter's friends from when we lived in Chicago, they're like super into anime and like Japanese culture and stuff. And like, they're like learning Japanese. They like it so much. And like one of the daughters, it's just which is my daughter's age like they were in like an origami folding club together and um they started watching that and my daughter was like can i watch this and i'm like i'm looking at the images and i'm like i don't know about this so i started watching it to be able to try to like preview it as a parent and i'm like this just isn't that good i don't think i don't like this because it was hard for me to like it's hard for me to watch anything that i have to watch because I like I can consume a lot of things either on the treadmill or if it's in the background. Like bo audiobooks, I can do in the background while I'm running. But like if I gotta like sit down and watch something, which I kind of did for that, I was like, this is this is hard. I can't do this. I don't know. Uh, Eliza says yes on the compression socks. See, I'm the opposite way that well, maybe I'll just wear calf sleeves because I like to have my feet swell when I'm on an airplane. I think it's the the pressure of the altitude it's like or the pressurized cap cabin you know um yeah so 
maybe I'll just wear cap sleeves. Sean says that the Samurai Doc series on Netflix gets spicy if you have nosy seatmates. Oh, maybe I won't. Maybe I won't do that one. Uh, and Dave says do squats in the aisle. I probably will. Just keep. I don't want to get a blood clot, you know, from sitting for 13 hours. All right. Will says he's in Shinjuku too. All right. By the way, um, for people who have been asking, I asked, I followed up with Thomas this morning, and he's following up with Asics today in terms of when we can do a shakeout, if we can do one. I just feel like it's going to be hard because of I think there's COVID restrictions. So I don't. I think like amassing like 30 to 50 people is not a good idea not, not like a good idea that people like over there although i just feel like can we just run around the imperial palace just like in way of the runner i feel like that would be fun i, I kind of want to do that but i don't know mm. yeah oh, oh let's see uh, aaron says you can practice basic japanese phrases for the flight too yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how much Japanese I'll actually need to know how to say, to be honest. Because uh, I'm since I'm going with Asics, I think I'm going to have a handler at all times. So unless I, but I will have times where I can peel off. So like, uh, and do like my own stuff. So like, uh, the thing that's going to be hard is like, um, like dealing with cat. I'm like, I'm really. I'm getting very concerned about the need to have cash on me and like cash is going to be like coins. Like how do people run like that? Like, it, but, and I also feel like people are not going to like it if I like go run to somewhere with a bunch of cam, you know, like with my GoPro and then film stuff while I'm all sweaty. I don't know. I'm, I gotta, I gotta figure out, you know, I try to read the room a little bit. Dan Johnson says, healthy points for you today, drinking water instead of coffee. Thanks. You know, I'm trying to not drink that much. I had a couple of coffees this morning and then I'm trying to not drink that much coffee just because I'm like, I don't know. The time zone is like 15 hours different or something like that. But I'm like, I don't know. Maybe if I just have a little bit less caffeine in my system over the next however long till I get there, maybe it'll help me with adjusting to the time zone. And then like I'll have coffee when I get there. You know, I don't know. So I'd really like to have a coffee right now, but I don't know. Yeah, Mark Chang, the Demon Slayer is the one where the sister is a zombie and the brothers are war. Yeah, that's the one I that's the one I had to watch because like my daughter wanted to watch it, so I I watched a little of it. I thought it was okay. I don't know, and that that wasn't for me. I run things. Hey, Susie. She says, have fun in Tokyo, Mike. I will. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Aaron says, what, what souvenirs are you buying for your kids? Um, I normally buy them snow globes. And so like when I went souvenir shopping in Germany, I found it's always hard because it's like I like to I like it when I could get two different ones. So they don't each have the same identical set of snow globes. So like when I was in Nuremberg, I got two different Nuremberg snow globes. So that was nice. So I asked my younger daughter today, like, do you want me to get you a snow globe? Or in Japan, they have a lot of the waving kitties. Do you want a waving kitty? She's like, I want a waving kitty. But I think I might still get her a snow globe. But like, I'll probably get some waving kitties. But you can get those anywhere. Like, you, I can get them on like Amazon and stuff. So like, that's not that special, I think. 
But like, I think that for my older daughter, I might also get her. I think I'm going to get people like some nice chopsticks. Um, if there's something like that. I mean, it's not, I mean, I don't know. Is that a nice gift? I have no idea. I think for my daughter it will be nice because she's like super into ramen right now. So, and I try to encourage that. And by super into ramen, she mean, I mean, she likes shin ramen, which is what we eat in our house. So I'm like, that's cool. So I think I may, maybe I'll do that to get her her own set. Or maybe I can get her a set to give to her friends, which I think would be cool. So I don't know. Her friends that like anime and origami and ramen. So like, I don't, I don't know. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Stevie 76 says, the Believe in the Run Kofuzi post-marathon karaoke is going to be epic. I, I, yeah, I have a feeling it will be pretty fun. I'm trying to think of what song should I sing? What should I, what should I have prepared? I mean, so like, um, I am a big fan of it, of Andy Grammer. And when it comes to like, uh, that's my like surprise pick. Like no one would guess that I'm an Andy Grammer fan. Uh, my younger daughter is a huge Andy Grammer fan. I don't know. I think it's cause they spend a lot of time with grandma. Grandma listens to a lot of like a variety of types of country and he's kind of country pop. So maybe that's where, or maybe it's one of their cousins that are also into like country pop. So like if there's Andy Grammer song, they're nice, like, belted out sing-along songs that you probably know you just didn't know they were Andy Grammer. <laughs> so, yeah. Dave says, for the Tokyo Marathon, is it true that there are actually two routes and they alternate each year? I I don't know. I, mean, I actually don't know about that. Um, uh, I, I thought I heard, though, that like it's kind of like London where the beginning splits off. New York is this way too, where the beginning, like people are split off in different spots and then it merges later. I don't, I got to look at the route more. I've looked at the route briefly. I know it starts in Shinjuku um, and ends in like Tokyo proper, I think. Um, right? I think so. And I know that there's not that much elevation. And I know that there are a lot of switchbacks. So the main thing that I was looking for is like, when are the switchbacks? So. Aaron wants to know is there a running sports anime you know I'm not sure but there is a, like a lawyer anime and so like in, in, in law school and even afterwards we like would send like um, like out of context screenshots to each other all the time about it and like those were like the meme before like there were memes I mean, there were there were there were memes in 2008 but they're not they, we didn't, I don't think we called them that then so we, we would do that we would do that <laughs> Mm. Eliza says you should shake out run counterclockwise at the Imperial Palace lots of group running that when I was there so I think I feel like that I think that's what we should do but I don't know I gotta I gotta talk to people about it um all right let's see Gareth Morgan says staying in Shinjuku a half hour walk from the start looking for my first sub three at 51 feeling good after a 16 week block all right Gareth Awesome. What corral are you guys? What corral are you in? I'm in corral C. I don't know. I'm, I'm a feeling that Japan has a lot of really fast runners. And I think, you know, like there will be international runners as well. But I think as it's the Tokyo Marathon, I think there'll be a lot of really fast runners. So I don't feel like I got stuck in a bad corral. I think I'm probably in the right spot. Stevie76 says, what if the Japanese porta potties are all the squat version? I'd be cool with that. I'm good. I'm ready. 
I've actually been working on my squat, my deep squat. Not for that reason, <laughs> but um, I'd be I'd be totally good with it. Uh, JC says, "Can you describe your difficulty with the public toilet in Germany?" The main thing is I don't care. I didn't carry cash, so it's like a coin operated. You have to put like a euro in or something like that. So like I saw it there, and I'm like, that probably takes cash. And I kind of looked at it. I I paused the watch to like look at it, and I was like, "No, nah, I'm not gonna be able to figure that out." And I was like, "Maybe if I just keep running, the moment will leave me." It didn't, but yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> Uh, Rajkumar Roshinji says, best of luck in Tokyo. Can't wait for the runner's weekend. Query, what shoes do we wear for Cherry Blossom in Boston? If these are not an embargo, thanks. Um, that's a great question. Um, for Cherry Blossom, I I don't know. Uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll rock the Super Blast again if there's a new color. Or, because I've seen some new colors. Uh, what What is it? Outrun.th. to tie Instagram account. Um, they sent me a bunch of photos, or they posted a bunch. They tagged me in a couple or messaged me a couple of photos. Um, it was a real weird event. It was like a weird ASICs event where they had like umbrella girls, like the girls that they have at like um, a motorcycle, like a MotoGP race that hold the umbrellas. Um, they had like models like holding the shoes for people to photograph them. It was kind of weird. Um, but there are some uh, interesting colors coming up on the Super Blast. And then maybe I'll run... Is it down here? I, they sent me another pair of the Super, the MetaSpeed Sky Plus. It's like green and blue. I might run in that one. Because I don't think... I'm bringing that one to Tokyo, but hopefully I'm not going to race in that one. Hopefully there's a Tokyo edition that I can race in. But if not, that green and blue one is going to be great. So, yeah. And then for Boston, I'm going to run in the Audios Pro 3. So, that's, that's going to be it. Um... Mark Meyer says, stoked for Tokyo videos, planning a trip there in July and can't wait. Yeah, you know, here's the thing though. So um, this week I'm seeing on the internet is full of Osaka videos because like uh, Ben is Ben Felton went to Osaka for the marathon. Um, what's his name from Sweat Elite also went uh, to Osaka as well. I don't know how he did though. Uh, I know how Ben did. Ben had a PR. But um, so, and then... What's her name? Sarah from uh, the running channel also ran Osaka this year. She had like a four minute PR, I think. So I'm seeing like all this Japan content already. And then right before live stream, I saw that um, Lucy Charles Barkley went to um, Kobe to go to ASICS headquarters. And she had like, she went to the ISS, the International Sp Sports Science Place. They call it ISS. Sounds like a space station, but it's not. So there's like their testing labs and then uh also like the headquarters and all, i got like a big hq tour and i'm like oh that looks awesome so i'm like seeing all this japan content already and i'm like am i already japanned out how do i make do i need to make mine different do i need to focus on how i make mine different or i'm just gonna make the video that i want to make but like there's already a lot of japan content that's out on the internet running japan content and i'm just like hmm. i feel scooped you know what i mean <laughs> uh, Aaron says, "Yeah, I gotta run some some pink colorway for the cherry blossom." Oh, that's a good point. Hmm. Mm. Uh, 
Alexander Ham- Hermanson says, getting here late, but did my first half marathon distance yesterday. Awesome. Good job, Alex. Great work. Um, someone was sent- mentioning something about the um, porta potties. Oh, yeah. Davin said, if anything, Japanese porta potty would have a bidet. I'm pretty sure that a porta potty is not going to have a bidet. But I've never used a bidet before, so I'm a little bit intimidated by it. I saw it was in um, Sweat Elite's video. He was like, look at this toilet. It has all these pictures and stuff. And he's like, I don't know how to use this. And it like talks and stuff. You hit buttons and it starts talking to you in Japanese. Like, I'm I'm not sure what's going to happen there. I'm going to try it. I'll film it in, you know, in a uh, YouTube safe way, but. I'll let you. I'll give you. I'll give you guys a reaction video the first time using a Japanese toilet. <laughs> I feel like it's right, 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 running related content, right? Um, Gareth says he's Krause entrance gate one. That's me too. So I'll I'll see you there in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron says a a Kobe bidet review in the blog. Then yeah, yeah. There definitely definitely will be. <laughs> oh man. And uh, Aaron says, definitely check out the hot the hot food vending machines in Japan. I'm definitely going to do that. I'm also really excited to go to Family Mart, but all like, but also because like, I really want to go to Seven Eleven, but people say that because they say it's better than Family Mart, but like Family Mart feels a little bit more exotic. If I say like I went to Seven Eleven and got super excited, everyone's gonna be like, what? What did you get a Slurpee? But I feel it's like a different level over there. You know, so yeah, so I'm gonna try that too. So I'm super excited, and I'm just like, there's not, there's not going to be enough time to do all these things I want to do. Yeah. Um, Jason says, just start mashing buttons and see what happens. That's pretty much what's gonna, that's what's gonna happen. I'm not gonna look it up ahead of time. It, it might come up in some of the guidebooks and stuff that I read, but like, I'm not gonna look at it ahead of time. Uh, I am a little concerned because, like, in Sweat Elite's video, like, his shower also had a bunch of buttons to it, too. And I'm just like, I do not want to be cold. I hate being cold. I don't want to get blasted with cold water. So, like, that I'm going to have to try to spend a little bit more time feeling like. Uh, Dave says, fun fact, 7-Eleven Japan owns the U.S. version. They do? Oh. I wonder why it doesn't translate. Mm, yeah daniel burton says what time are you shooting for in the marathon i'm i'm feeling good and i think that if the weather holds it could be a pr kind of day so i'd like to get a pr which would be like i think 258 36 or something like that is my pr so i'd like to get either in the low uh, you know at least in the low in that range that would be kind of like a a B goal, I guess. But the A goal is I think I think I'm in fitness to get to 255 or maybe even a little under that. So I think that's kind of like where I'm I'm thinking I'm gonna plan to run 640s per mile the whole way. Um I'm trying to do the math on it and I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna try to remember 5k splits. Because I think that's all that's gonna be available at the Tokyo Marathon, which is what's available at most marathons. There's usually not clocks at the there's mile markers, but there's not clocks there. Well, I guess having the clock's not that important because I'm not going to start in the beginning. So I think that it tra- translates to like running 20 minute 41 second, or I'm just going to say 20 40s for 5K. 
So that's kind of like the splits that I'm going to try to memorize in my head. So that that's it. So that's kind of where I'm going for. So that'll put me right at like 255-ish area. And like if it's like a 254.50 or 255.50, I don't care. That's all great. So that's kind of like where if, I, if it's a good day, if I adjust to the time zone well, you know, uh, I think that I'll have a lot of people to run with, you know, if I'm shooting for that kind of time. So we'll, we'll see. Mm. Mark says, Invincible 3 or Gel Nimbus 25? I've been getting this a lot of questions a bunch of times uh, because the Invincible Run 3 video came out today. And I will say that I think it depends. So if you're thinking like, which is the most cushion, like recovery day, easy day, like just really nice and luxurious feeling shoe, that's easy for me, that's the Nimbus 25. But the Invincible 3, I like it more like the Super Blast, which is a shoe up here, where I like it to run like moderate to like marathon, like in that range of speed. So maybe like uh, if you're depending, people would define tempo all kinds of ways, but like if you're doing something up tempo, so faster than easy, for your long run or you're doing marathon efforts in your long run just like i would use a super blast that's how i like using the invincible run three and that's probably the only way that i'm going to use the invincible run three going forward is for like those long runs um that the nimbus 25 i think just does not like to move fast it's kind of like a bondi where it's like i guess you could but like it's just you know it's not that's not what it's for i don't like doing it so that's kind of how i look at those two shoes Dan Johnson says, let's hope that running shoes don't get jealous because some of the shoes on your shelves could get angry if they're not getting enough miles in. Well, most of these shoes that are on the wall here, I'm I'm like done with in air quotes. So like I might like reach for the super blast. Um, if I feel like if I like had to run in a super blast for a video for some reason. And same with the Primax Primax version one. Like if I needed to run in it again to refamiliarize myself, I might run in it. But all these shoes are like I'm I'm not putting more miles in them. So they're all done. So like SC Elite, I ran 100 miles. This uh, Metaspeed Sky version one, the Tokyo edition, that's got like 150 miles. This one's only, this yellow Sunburst uh, Metaspeed Sky only has like 40 miles on it. But then the Metaspeed Sky Plus came out, which is next to it here. And then the Takumi Sen 8 I'm done with. Adios, is on, this one's only got like 30, 25 miles on it, but I'm not going to run in it anymore. Dwarfin Pro has got 100 miles. This is Magic Speed 1. I didn't really like that one. And then down here this is the Carbon X3. I think this is a Boston Rebel version 2. This only has like 60 miles on it, but I just didn't love that shoe. Dorfman Pro 2. What is this? Yeah, and Dorfman Pro 2 right here. So, so these are all shoes that are done anyway. So like all like the shoes that I'm actually using. So here, here I, I'm trying to figure it out. There's not enough shelves. I don't have enough shelves yet. So I can't put all my shoes in here. So like all the shoes I'm still using are still upstairs in the closet where I get dressed. And then I do have some shoes down here, but those are ones that like I need to film stuff with or about to, yeah, stuff soon. So it's like not all the shoes that are down here in the basement are shoes I'm done with. So there's like a mix. So, yeah. Mm. And it says, did you see the Sarah on the Running Channel's 5K one-shot video today? Simple but effective video. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Um, I don't know how... It, doesn't look, it didn't look like she was mic'd up, so they must have had like some weird like telescopic 
telescopic shotgun mic. I didn't see the microphone if they did, but it reminded me a lot of the, um, it was basically the tracksmith video. It was like the winter running. Was it part of no days off? I don't remember, but it was like, that one was like 90 minutes or something like that. Or like 75 minutes long, one take of a run in the, like on a snowy road. And this is kind of the same thing, but it's 25 minutes. But I'm like, it felt creepy though for me to watch it, the whole thing. I'm like, this is, this makes me feel uncomfortable somehow. Um, I didn't get that sense with the, the tracksmith one, but I got that sense a little bit with this one. And I'm like, is it a treadmill run video? Because I could see turning on the tracksmith one and running on a treadmill to it. But the one, the running channel one, there was something about it that just felt, I'm like, that would be creepy if I like, if you were on a treadmill and you looked over at my treadmill and saw that I had that video on, I just think that you'd be like, what is this guy looking at? I don't know. I like, I love the concept. But yeah, I did see it. I think overall it's a good execution, but something about it felt a little bit mm, not right to me. I don't know. Um, hmm. Let's see. Super and Jit says, though, he's got 260 miles on his Rebel version 2. Still feel great for me. See, I just felt like there wasn't enough midsole. Like, this is when the Re I feel like the Rebel... They they keep saying that it was like a daily trainer, but I felt like this shoe did not feel like a daily trainer. It just felt like there was not enough right here. And like I don't know if they changed the fuel cell too, because this fuel cell is like super squishy. It's like just very easy to just like squeeze. And so I don't know if it just collapsed more or what. So I think that like with going from version two to version three, there's slightly more to it. It was slightly wider in the forefoot as well. And I think they may have tweaked the fuel cell a little bit. So like I this one I just couldn't it was hard for me to run in. Uh unless I was using it as a workout shoe, which is how I ended up using it. You know. But yeah. <laughs> Kurt says you should go, you should start running in size eleven so you can send them to me. <laughs> you know, every once in a while I do get some nine and a halves. Cause sometimes a brand will send me like a nine and a nine and a half. And then I'll pick which one I like. I'll run in both of them. And then my running buddy's a nine and a half. So I'll sometimes send them to him. But uh, I generally don't. It's like a big faux pas to send the stuff that you get to other people. Someone asked me for that today, like in a really aggressive way. I think it was in a YouTube comment. Or maybe it was in an Instagram reel or something like that. I'm like, there's kind of rules to this. You know, you can't really... You should. You definitely shouldn't sh sell the stuff that you get. I think a giveaway would probably be okay. But like, I do get feedback from my running buddy when I get. I've, it's only been like one or two shoes that I've done that to. But yeah, because a lot of times when I get a nine and a nine and a half, I end up liking the nine and a half more. So then I can't send him the nine. So. Uh, Jody Beck says, after seeing all the reviews, I don't think I'll be forking out the money for the Invincible 3. What is your best recommendation for a recovery shoe and also keep up doing easy long runs on sore legs? I do really like the Nimbus 25 for that. I think that'll be a really great choice. That's not going to be that much cheaper. I think it's 160 But the... Is it down here? It's, I thought it was... Yeah, here we go. But the Glide Ride... I think also kind of fits into that category too. 
Um, and so this is one that I think is 150 right now. So not that much cheaper, but I'm hoping that it goes on sale soon. I don't know. We'll see. I think they're going to, they said that they're going to release more colors this summer. I think the same like four colors have been out for the entire time that this shoe has been available, but it's been a long time now. Not quite a year yet. By the summer, it'll be a year. So maybe that that's when the price will drop on that one. But that's another one that I like. Also like the more version four. Where is that? It's over here somewhere. I don't know. Where'd it go? Oh. The more version four is also like really good recovery shoe. Probably like the best max cushion shoe that I think I've ever run in is this one. So like a little bit chunkier, but it, you know, it it, it carries the weight well. And it can really move. So this is another one. I don't like to go fast in this shoe at all, though. But I don't, also don't like to go fast in the Nimbus or the Glide Ride, really. Um, but, but those would be some options, I think. Um, all right, let me scroll down a little bit more. <laughs> Martha says, the more version 4 felt like barges on my feet. Yeah, I th well, maybe, yeah. I think, Martha, you're so small and petite. That's all I think maybe that's part of it. You know, Dad uh, says, "How does the Glide Ride compare to the More Version Four? In comparison, like the Glide Ride is almost like a daily trainer in comparison to the More Version Four. Um, there's a lot more squish um, to the Glide Ride, but they both do have a prominent rocker to it. Um, so, like the More Version Four just feels like you're on a like it, when I think of fresh foam X, I think of the More. Like there's like a bounciness to that foam." Um, whereas the glide ride squishes a little bit more. Hopefully that clears it up a little bit. Mm. Jody says shoes don't really go on sale in Australia. So I just take the RRP as a price guide. Oh, okay. Interesting. That's bizarre. I wonder why not. Hmm. Terry Jordan wants to know super comp trainer or prime X. I'll take the prime X. Um, because I ran in the super comp trainer yesterday, did a half marathon distance and I'm um, easy run. And like, that's how I like it. Just easy. Um, I feel like when you're trying to go faster, like let's say I wanted to go marathon effort, um, which is how I like to use the prime X. Like the prime X is just super fun. You're getting like, there's the two levels of carbon, a bunch of light strike pro. It's just nice and like bouncy and squishy and fun. And um, the super comp trainer, I feel like that carbon fiber plate placement makes like, it goes from like super squishy in the back to like in the front, it starts to feel like a regular, just like carbon plated shoe. And so like I'm losing like the extra cushion and it also feels kind of harsh. Like I'd rather, like I prefer the front half of the SC Elite to the front half of the super comp trainer. I feel like that shoe is more comfortable in the front versus like in the back, that super comp trainer is more comfortable. So that's how I pick between those. I like, I like the Primax more. Uh, Scott Strill, this is a fun one. Would you rather answer shoe questions or training questions? I like them both, but like I'm not a coach and I don't really want to be a coach. So like training questions, I can tell you about what I do. And what I think, but it's like the thought coaching advice, you know. Um, Martha says, 
Do the Rebel 3 upper and midsole changes make it more supportive or cushioned for the very long runs in the version 2? Which didn't have enough of either for that for, for me for that. Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, I think that the Rebel 3 upper stays nice and floppy, which is what I, I like about it. Um, but it's a pretty minimal upper. Um, there's not a lot to it. So if the upper for the Rebel 2 wasn't enough for you, then the upper for the Rebel 3 isn't going to be enough for you. That's what I think. Uh, Sean says, got to run. Best of luck in Tokyo, Kawuzi. Well, thanks, Sean. Oh, it's getting late. Oh, man. Uh, Zach Epley says, any plans for future collabs with Path projects? I don't have any right now on the books, but like, it's getting like people have been messaging me. I think that whatever was left for sale is out now because now people are like, hey, I'm getting this question a lot. Not, yeah, I don't say a lot, but right, frequently. So I, I, I should message Flores and be like, hey, we need to do something else. Um, we've done the long sleeve. We've done the short sleeve. We've done the hat. I'd love to get some pants, like the shorts, like the dad shorts or like, um, like the graves. The five inches or something. I don't know if we could do a pant. That'd be fun. I don't know if they're interested in doing a pant. I think I could do another shirt. I don't think I'd want to do the singlet or like the tank. But yeah, I'd like to do something else. But I don't have anything in the works yet. Uh, Super Injured says SC Trainer or Triumph 20. Well, yesterday I picked the SC Trainer. The Triumph 20, I was worried that that forefoot, there's something about the speed roll that's in you know, socking issues um, that I was worried that over the half marathon distance, it might aggravate my right foot, how it sometimes gets a little bit um, irritated. I didn't want to do that like a week before a marathon. So that's, that's kind of how I picked it. The SC trainer, if you're a midfoot striker is much softer, the triumph 20 is much more uh, lively. So if you do want to go a little bit faster, you want to pick up the pace a little bit, that's going to be it. So, Mm, all right, let's do a couple more, and then I gotta go. Runtime says, "Got a pair of the New Balance Pacer. I thought they'd be similar to the Takumi Sen Eight, but the Takumi Sen feels like a stack of pillows in comparison." Yeah, well, I mean, I tried to, <laughs> I tried to warn you, Tommy. I tried to warn you. It's a pure carb. It feels like you're running right on carbon. There's not a lot of fuels. I could see why, like, I could see why, like, um, Emily Sisson, like, looked at the SC Elite and then the SC Pacer and was like, "I need something in the middle, guys." You know, so like, yeah, it's nice and springy, but like, it just feels like you're running on a road, like on a, on a track flat, you know? So it's, it's a little harsh. Uh, Chaletta1519 says, you going to review the Wave Rebellion Pro? Yeah, I forget who I was just talking to about that. I think I was talking to Yordi of uh, Top for Running, um, who I was uh, at Adidas HQ with. And he was like, that shoe's legit. It's real. That's a shoe that you should try. I was like, okay, done. Um, I've been in talks with Mizuno to get it, but like I didn't make the first cut for people to send the shoes to. And so they were like, we'll send you once it releases the like the launch colorway. So I'm I'm just waiting. Daniel Burton says, What's the best shoe for a 5K race? I think the Takumi Sen. That'd be that's the one for me. CV76 is Path Kofuzi underwear that I think you're onto something because they do make underwear, the liners. We could put it like a big, like non elite right over the butt or over the crotch, I guess. We can go either way. It would fine. <laughs> but I, I'll, I'll, I'll send that, I'll send that idea. I'll, I'll, I'll run it up the flagpole. 
Uh, Calvin says, I think a 2023 goal should be more merch like Believe in the Run. I think you do better running video content, but they're so established when it comes to merch and events, they do have a full team versus just you. Yeah, so here's the thing. I, I want I agree with you. I want to do more merch. Um, but like I keep going back on the fence, like back and forth on how I want to approach it. Like I've got enough space in this basement down here where I can do all that processing. Do I do small batch like drops like they do? I don't want to maintain a store. I decided that much. But I also don't want to do a lot of shipping and stuff. So like I've thought about like, well, do I hire a warehouser, someone that holds the merch and then ships it out for me? Should I just work more with groups like Path? You know, and do that because then they're handling all that. I get a smaller cut, but someone else is doing all the heavy lifting. And with Path, they're front loading all the risk too there's no risk to me if they don't sell out and so at least that's the way we have it set up over there so i'm like if i do it myself then i have to front the cash for however many shirts or whatever and then i also have to box and, and mail them out i don't have uh i need i need ben park's mother-in-law i don't know if it's a mother-in-law but ben parks has a, a family family business going on you know uh, i don't know if it, is, is his mom or is it Sarah's mom? I think it's Sarah's mom that does a lot of the packaging. I don't know if that's still the case, but um, we've had conversations about it. But the last time I had talked to him for the Brooklyn half, that was still the case. And so like, I need that. I've also been thinking like, well, Believe in the Run already does that. So maybe they can host me kind of, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I've been th- I haven't brought that up with them. But I also thought like, well, I know other people who have like little merch shops. Maybe we can team up. Other like small runner brands, you know. So I've been thinking about. I just don't. I I just haven't had time to have these conversations, you know. And then it's like, well, and then how do we do the European distribution? I don't know. I don't know if that's a, a as big a deal. I'm happy doing just U.S. only, you know, for a little while. But I'm like, you know, I don't. I don't want someone in Europe to have to pay like you know, more than the price of the product for shipping and and uh, tariffs or whatever it is, all that stuff. So there's just a lot of moving parts. And then I'm like, oh, then I got to worry about sales tax and all that stuff and pay quarterly sales tax into the government and I'm like or weekly or whatever it is. I'm like, I don't, there's a lot of stuff I'm really bad at that I don't like, Where, which is why I'm like, well, now you just need an office manager kind of thing. I don't know. Like it sounds like a simple thing, but then it just becomes overwhelming to me. So that's the thing. Um, Calvin says, if we're going to do not only on underwear, it's got to be over the butt, like juicy pants. I know, but so that's fun, right? Like the juicy pants, putting the not only on the butt, but I just think it'd be a little bit even cheekier um to have the not only on the on the groin side <laughs> so there we go yeah i just think that'd be funny <laughs> uh, all right all right uh oh dave says linus texas does underwear that sells well does that do they really that's funny um yeah jody says like why not create an event like grit and have merchandise attached that way you only need to do enough for the entries received could do both merch and event and post event saying completed 
Yeah, yeah. I think, I think like very, very small batch is the way to go. Where it's basically like, I'm gonna try to do it where I sell out in a weekend. So it's just like one weekend after the weekend, like on a Monday or Tuesday. I gotta just do all the print out all the labels, you know. So yeah, like Dominic says, like shipping and customs to the EU is like $130 for path projects. I had the same conversation with Jordy at top for running. And he's like, I tried buying Tracksmith one time and as expensive as it is, I spent more on shipping than on the product, you know? So I'm like, wow, that's crazy. So, yeah. So that, that, that's something that needs to kind of be figured out too. And I think that's why like the grit event, it's like, there isn't a, you, you can't sign up. You have to sign up differently in Europe, you know, because of all that kind of stuff. So it gets complicated, but you know, I'm going to Tokyo with a bunch of people and some brands, well, a brand, ASICs, people that can help me solve those kinds of problems. So maybe I'll have some answers when I get back. All right, that's going to be it, guys, for me today. Um, I won't see you guys at least until next Wednesday, but probably next Thursday. Not this Thursday, but the following Thursday. And the guest, we're going to have a guest for Thursday for happy hour. The guest is going to be 40 from 40 runs. So Chris Ford is going to be on. He's going to be joining me for happy hour when we come back. So hopefully I'll do one on Wednesday. Cause then we could talk all things Tokyo on Wednesday and then Thursday we can have 40 on. So that way we can talk about Chris. Um, but that's going to be it. In the meantime, you'll be seeing, you know, a lot of probably reels and stories with fast and the furious Tokyo drift music in the background. Um, Cause I'm going to Tokyo tomorrow morning. I'm going to get a, a run in on the treadmill super early and then hop on a plane for 13 hours. And then I'll be in Japan. I know I'll see some of you there. Hopefully I can see a lot of you guys there. But um, I look forward to it. It's going to be an adventure. I can't wait to tell you guys all about it when I get back. In the meantime, be safe out there, everybody. Thanks.